Everyone's got opinions when it comes to leadership, and let's be honest, how many experts do we all know? But where can we find real leadership advice that's not BS? Well, look no further. Welcome to No BS Leadership, where on each episode, we attempt to expose the gap between what leaders think they should be doing and what actually works without the BS. Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want. Well, and, so, goes, and all year it's now recording and it's like dead quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Worst things have happened. We've got that people in cars and we got all kinds of things happening. So let's get on with a better conversation. We're going to discuss... Another leadership topic we'll get into in a moment, but what we're going to ask the group is to put yourself in a situation where you're trying to figure some things out, trying to make sense of it all. Maybe you're just trying to think, I don't know if I can take it anymore. And then you get down. There's clowns to the left of me, clowns to the right. You know, folks, we're going to talk about being stuck in the middle. And to kick us off with that conversation, we're going to go to Myra Hall for your introduction. Myra. Is this Sam talking? Dr. Sam Jen. I wasn't sure there was no introduction. We'll I, I'm no, sorry, we'll, I wasn't. We'll get to the end. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm the cap this whole intro situation. I apologize. Oh, gosh, I have been in the middle so many times that I can't even count it. Yeah. I'm a professional middleman. When I was in property management, you're stuck between your tenants and the people that own the property. Who, got, who do you have the best, most interest in? You have to keep your tenants happy, right? But if your tenants are happy and not paying rent, then your investors aren't very happy. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. From one side or the other, it's a very hard balancing game, okay? And then when I got into real estate, oh my goodness, yes. You're still in the middle because they think you sell a house and you know that you sell a service. And so they want you so many times, unless they're educated, your clients will want to put their monkey on your back. So you get stuck between their expectations and reality. And so there's another, you're stuck in the middle. It happens when I was in property management as a regional manager. And so I got blamed or not blamed. I, they would come to me with problems. Okay. And expect me to fix them. And then my managers on the property would come to me. It's a problem. So again, it's just a squeeze shoot. And when I got out of those situations, I promised myself I would never get back into it on purpose because it's not how I'm wired. And my hat's off to people that, that manage to overcome that. But as a realtor, aren't you in the middle and you're representing the buyer, the seller, you work, no, you're working with? I never represent both sides ever. No, no. I, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, Sorry. it's legal. It's legal to do it, but I don't do it. I choose not to, just because uh, I don't like being in. Ooh, I really don't like being in that spot. Okay, Tyler, well, you jumped in there, so let's hear from you, sir. How about uh, introduce yourself to the people? Because after seventy some episodes, I'm not sure they know who we all are. Yeah, first of all, I'm twelve. <laughs> so is it <laughs> juvenile on the podcast. A juvenile on the podcast. Being stuck in the middle. Multiple times, especially when you're the leader of an organization, sometimes it's most of the time it's between either two employees who don't like each and you try to mediate between the two of them or a customer is unhappy. 
if a customer is unhappy, you try to make them happy. They're happy with they're unhappy with an employee. They're unhappy with the service. So you're playing the mediator on that one as well. Being stuck in the middle can mean multiple things. But those for me, that's what being stuck in the middle was. Middle management. You're trying to lead your team or lead the people that are that you work with your team to to accomplish the goals that you were are given. But you're also answer to the CEO or the manager above you. So you're trying to keep them happy. And a lot of times you'll hear about your employees will say, you're only doing this because your boss wants you to do that. I'm like, no, we all should be doing this. And you, you become more of a, you become more diplomatic. You try to become more diplomatic working with your team. So a lot more, multiple, um, multiple things. A lot of inputs come at you at once for sure. Yep. Yep. Geoff, professionals at play. Talk to us about your mid-level dressers or successors. I was just thinking about it and I was like, I was thinking about my past job experiences and I've either been at the bottom or the top most of the time. Like I've been at, Hey, you're the low man on the totem pole and you just, your job is to do what we tell you to do. And I'd be like, okay, cool. I can do that to the best of my ability because I don't have to think. I just have to do that's easy. And I've been at the top where I'm the CEO of a company of one and boy, my employee is hard to get motivated sometimes, but (laughs) about it. I was at one point I was in my career in a summer job, I was an actor liaison. And so I was working with professional actors in a theater. And that was, I only did it for a year, for a summer, really for about two and a half months, because it was awful. It was just awful. Make sure that they were on time, trying to make sure they got to and from things, dealing with drug and alcohol issues, relationship issues, just the typical things that go with the whole acting world. Where I was like, oh my gosh, there are times that I just the forgot the diplomacy and was like, listen up, I'm bigger than you and I will slap the stupid out of you if you don't knock it off. <laughs> and which is probably not the best actual managerial strategy. Right. Yeah. But the frustration level of there's just like, there's a lot of stupidity and selfishness and I, trying to get people to understand this is a team. We are in a production. And everybody has to play their part. And if you're being a jerk and like making problems for everybody else, then you're going to have issues and everybody's going to hate you. And like, we cannot produce a good production if you're being a total jerk. So yeah, I had those issues. (laughs) Yeah, it was, (laughs) it was a hard, it was was a really rough summer. (laughs) The only time I did it, I don't ever want to do it again. You talk about having an employee of one. <clears throat> for me with Connery leadership, my, my wife is a graphic designer and she designs all my material and everything like that. And she does it at no cost. And I tell people I have a free graphic designer that I eventually pay in some way, shape or form in the end. But I have a, uh, and she, and I call her the CEO. I'm just the talent. That's all I am. Man. In Geoff's story, we have a couple quick plugs here. Plug one is we just recently posted an episode about, is it the boss's job to make people happy at work? We said, no, Julie, not. So that's no. Jeff's story coming in play there. Mm-hmm. And secondarily, yeah. this episode coming to you by chamomile tea. Drink some chamomile tea <laughs> and calm down. <laughs> and that's <laughs> why. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't have had All the All right, now to our friend Jeff Dyer. Jeff, we know you've been in multiple organizations and institutions and have been in various levels. So please, sir, introduce yourself and give us a quick rundown. 
Yeah, I've been lots of places and nowhere at the same time, Sam. Yeah, I'm Jeff Geyer from Phoenix Coaching, and my my leadership journey started decades and decades ago. I re- I recall decades. my first leadership responsibility. I was 19 or yeah, 19 years old in the U.S. Air Force, and been leading people, not been have been responsible for leading people ever since then, which again is decades more than I want to count. But the tag on what McLaughlin was saying. Unless you are the owner, there is in a business, there's always going to be someone above you. Even yep. in the, in a public company, it's easy to think he's a president and CEO of the company and he's beholden to the board of directors and all the shareholders. Yep. And if you're in a private company and you're not the owner, then the owner and you're the CEO or what have you, then you're accountable to the owner. So as a leader, almost all the time, you're going to be in the middle somewhere. There there may be more sky above you than there is water below you or vice versa, depending upon. So you're not exactly in the middle, but you're always accountable to somebody. And to continue to tag on to what McLaughlin was saying, if you are a company of one, a solopreneur, then you're accountable to yourself. So there, there still is some kind of separation of a little bit with or without the chamomile tea. I learned a long time ago that, and I learned this from my beautiful wife and Conroy can probably back me up on this one too. That the one thing you don't want to do to your wife or your employees is look at them and go, you know what? You just need to simmer down. Yeah. That's not going to work, right? No, no. It just isn't going to work. Or start a sentence off with, like I said. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That yeah, doesn't that, end well. The, the condescending attitude is a real good one too, right? Yeah, that's that's sarcasm, people, for those that have a hard time picking that up. Don't be <laughs> condescending and don't tell your wife or your employees to simmer down. That's yeah. not, don't, don't, yeah. Yeah, don't do that. So you're in the middle. And yeah, there, there are many times, Sam, in the middle, the, one of the stories that comes to mind, I, I, I'm in the middle and, and it was, this has been years and years and years ago. It's when I first learned the concept of gaslighting, that in the middle, a, a person, I was in the middle. And a person above me was gaslighting me in relation to the people I was responsible for. And it took me a little bit to figure out what, what was going on, but it's not good. That's, there's another do not do as a leader. Don't gaslight people. Don't project what you are onto them. Boy, that's going to go in a whole different direction. But yeah, I I guess the moral of my little story here is if you're a leader, you're likely always going to be in the middle. And so you need to figure out how to lead both directions up and down, if that's the right way to say it. So as Amra tried to nudge me earlier, I'm Dr. Sam. I own and operate 360 Clarity. I help leaders lead leaders. And in my experience, we talked about mid-level management. And just as I think Dyer put down pretty succinctly, as soon as you supervise somebody, odds are decent now you're middle management. And we used to have conversations about this in a very long, drawn-out kind of way where mid-management is like like Jeff said, you could be a president and technically be a mid-management if you're important to a board, for example. And uh, there was a situation where I was somewhere up in the middle. So I had people under me doing their leadership work in service to the person who came to me, who was like a level below the person I was supervising. They came with a question or a situation. I helped them resolve it and moved on. But that person came to me with part of the situation, some of the context. And so the answer I gave made sense for what I knew. But then when my director report came in and said, but you do this because here's a whole story. Oh, crud. So I learned the hard way. I try to be quote unquote helpful. That you know, whole skip level issue can be a real problem. 
being in the middle, the person that I was helping, quote unquote, it was really being a disservice to my direct report. And so being able to hit pause and say, what conversations have you had? And also have you talked to your supervisor because we need to make sure we all know what we need to know here. I bring that story up because that's where the stuckness oftentimes comes in middle management, whether it's like Myra said, we're reporting to people with different needs, different wants, different expectations, or it is just very literally a chain of command who's popping the links to get the what to need out of the conversation. So turn back to the group real quick. And now we've introduced the idea of it. What are some situations you've been in where you've advised somebody who's stuck in the middle and they just can't quite get out of their situation? And I would just open it to the floor. Who has a story to share? Oh. So uh, advice for someone who's been in the middle, who's in the middle and how to deal with it. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. A situation you've actually helped somebody when they were already in it, help them get through whatever the struggle was, whether it was a supervisor relationship or just different needs not being met and they weren't sure how to manage it. So instead of saying when you were them, I'd advise somebody else in their situation. I've worked with a couple of clients that have been mid-level managers. And one of the biggest things, almost every single client that I've coached that has had this issue, oftentimes it came down to communication. Like your example, Dr. Sam, where you said that you were just trying to be helpful and solve this issue or help them solve the issue when in reality, you didn't have the entire story. So really helping to coach them on how to open those lines of communication to make sure that they have a full picture so that they can help people solve the issue. And sometimes it comes down to something simple as Hey, is this a training issue? Did we not teach you how to do this? Cause you don't know how to do it. Or is it, is it a, is there some confusion on something else? Is it a, a chain of command issue? So just really being clear on what the expectations are and being honest with your team and trying to find out as much information as you can. So you can make a logical choice either. Hey, we got to do something different because this is obviously not working out or. This is a personnel issue and these two people, well, they shouldn't be working in the same vicinity as each other. So it's personnel <laughs> issue. I mean, it's usually one of those two things. Yep. I yeah, I have a colleague who used to say, let's keep the gas and the match far apart. <laughs> <laughs> we all know. To put out a jump in. Thanks every time. <laughs> as badly as I hated being in the middle, I recognize that my my property managers that were a direct report to me were also in the middle because they were in the middle between the tenants and myself. And so they were getting the squeeze because I guess because I understood that not a great place to be. Maybe I was a good mentor to them. But one of the first things I would tell them is quit trying to manage both sides before you manage yourself, because that's the number one thing because you can't that what they were trying to do is control things that were outside of their control and giving away control of things that they could take care of. So they would take on other people's monkeys regularly if I didn't stop and this is not yours to solve and let them assist in resolution, but not take it on as their problem. And I would actively ask them to tell me if I was stepping over that boundary. So that anyway, did. They need to manage themselves before they try to manage others and and have a good idea of why they were there. Because if they were just there for a paycheck, it wasn't going to last very long. Because it's a tough place to be. You have to have a good reason for being there. So that's a two, two tips I would try to 
get them to understand. Guy or Conroy, anything to add? Real quick, Sam, for me, a mindset, I I still believe that I'm in the middle. I I don't believe for myself there'll ever be a time where I'm not accountable to someone else that's over me if that's, I don't like that maybe imagery, but so I think I'm always going to be in the middle. So for me, it's a mindset thing because when you say, ah, I'm stuck in the middle, that connotates at least to me, that's a negative place to be. And it isn't. You can be a very effective leader and you're going to be in the middle. Like I said earlier, you're going to be accountable to a board of directors or an owner or even to yourself as McLaughlin was talking about earlier. So it's a mindset thing. This stuck in the middle is not a negative thing. It's a, it is what it is. And you can be an effective leader both to the people that are to the left of you and the right or up and down, however you want to look at it. So for me, a mindset thing, I'm not being in the middle is not a negative thing. It gives me the opportunity to influence people across the span of the organization. And as a leader, that's what I want to do. I can't agree more. As a middle manager, it's my responsibility to, to make the best of the team that I have but it's also an opportunity to influence those around me above, below, side to side. Right. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I think it's a mindset. I don't think it's, you guys know me well enough. I don't like a top-down hierarchical organizational chart because that's not real. It just shows people the different levels of bureaucracy you got to get to, to get to the top. I prefer a circle. And I just think that we're all on the same team. We're all working together. How can I make, how can I remove barriers to make you better? Right. I got a, an approach watching a couple of higher level mid-managers debate. And one was saying that I'm responsible to my boss. And I was saying I'm responsible to my people I serve. And so that kind of triggered for me. And the next time I had a colleague in that situation, I listened to my boss or the people who I serve. And my question was, does it have to be either or? Are they needs Correct. so much in misalignment that you can't get to an answer. And so it's, it's not necessarily a question being in the middle of do I look up or do I look for a quote download the virus aid. It's how do I serve all these people in the best way possible? Not make everybody happy, but what is the right answer? If there is one or what's closest to correct. Yeah. And maybe up one day, maybe down the next. You don't know for sure, but the point is ensuring that you're looking at the whole situation, not just blindly saying, I serve the people who write my evaluation. Exactly. Exactly. Agreed. So the middle managers are given a set of goals to achieve with their team. So my, mm-hmm. my, my job is to work with my team to achieve those goals. If I'm doing, I figure if I don't hear from the person above, no news is good news. And are we being successful? If we're being successful and we're making money or we're attaining our goals, we're doing our jobs. Yep. So we're all on the same team. Yeah, absolutely. I know we have to wrap up folks. So if you're listening and you're thinking, man, I feel like I'm stuck in the middle. We would ask you to look at the stuck part first. Why do you feel like you're stuck? What is was it about your situation that feels like it's not relenting? And secondarily, if you're in the middle, you're like most of us. You have somebody to report to, you're responsible for somebody else, and there's a lot of room to thrive and grow there. And just like Conroy said, how is it that we can get to the goals and get to the service that we're supposed to provide here, whatever that might be? Tell us your story. We want to hear all about it. We want to hear about it on Facebook, on LinkedIn. Email at askus at leadershipbs.co. We want to hear all about it. And uh, if you have questions, concerns, issues, throw those out there too. So for the podcast group of awesomeness, I'm Dr. Sam <laughs> signing us off. Thanks for listening. Bye. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Yeah. Later, bud. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Leadership BS Podcast. 
If you have any stories, questions, or comments you would like to share with us, please email us at askus at leadershipbs.co. That's askus at leadershipbs.co. Don't forget to give us a five-star review so we can reach more people. Thank you so much, and tune in next time. We'll see you then.